Right, so this is the pre-bollocks, is it? Yeah, we haven't done the intro yet, so yeah. So, <coughs> excuse me, shall we start? Because I'm about to start talking about stuff that should be in the podcast. Yeah, we can do. Shut up. I'm, I'm relaxing now, I can just say what I like. Yeah, but like, just let me do the intro all professional and then we can talk bollocks. Yeah, go on then. Give it a go. Hello Internet, I'm Firebolt. And I'm the Orbiter. Do you have a thing yet? Um, no. You can oh. make one up for me right in the spot now if you want to. No, well, right. Craig made his own up, so it's... it's Simon it's... Isabel. And... <laughs> that was shit. No, that was an old one. <laughs> oh, I get it. Sorry, I'm a bit slow. It's my age. No, I don't really have one, because I don't really have a persona. I'm just me. I'm just Simon. Mm. Mm. Simple Simon, that's it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sounds a bit boring, S- doesn't it? Sim- simply Simon? I don't know. Not everyone needs a no. fake name. Okay. No. Some people have nothing to hide. Mm. No, definitely got nothing to hide. <laughs> that just sounded <laughs> suspicious. But, um, we were potentially going to have extra guests on today but um should we introduce the subject for a start before um, we do the or do we do the news first let's do, do the you news wanna, do you want to get the news out of the way first I've yeah been any, I'm, you, I'm not as, real format of the news into i'm not as as um up on the news recently because i've i've quite sensibly been trying to avoid being attached to my phone at the hip all the time so i've seen a bit here and there but to be honest, I uh, I've installed the Reuters app on my phones, which keeps me off like BBC News and Sky News and all that. Um, and and it comes up with news stories when there are news stories, but it makes you it doesn't do it nearly half as often. It makes you realise that most of what you see on the media is just rehashing the same old bullshit. Do you know what I mean? Say, give, just giving opinion on the same news stories and and hyping things up. I guess, but. Like sometimes it's worth looking at multiple sources for. Yeah, you, you can't just go off one source because one every different sources have different opinions on it, don't they? So. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I suppose it, is, it depends on whether you're up for an opinion or not. No, the only the only things I've got on certain things it's either BBC or ITV because I don't look at Sky. Mm. I suppose I don't really look at BBC, so I'm really just influenced by ITV. Yeah, I would. So, I that's only wish- watch. I kind of wish Channel 4 or ITV had a 24-hour news thing, because whenever I see clips of their news reports, they seem to be a lot more my kind of thing. Do you yeah, know what Channel I mean? 4 seems to actually... Jon Snow's ace. Like, take people to account more. Yeah. I think Jeremy Paxman was with them. Was he with, who was he with? I don't know. But I remember during the election, one of their reporters started asking... Michael Gove questions. It was just like, well, that's your opinion <laughs> that you've stated a fact. So what's been going on? Um, I have to say, um, I'm not in the slightest interested in in not not that I'm not interested in Harry and Meghan. It's just I'm not interested in talking about Harry and Meghan. Do you know yeah, what I mean? It's, it's like just... 
Yeah, it's, it's good on them. Of course, that no one. Yeah, but I mean, what is the, I think the news item of, of that is how much bullshit the media have tried yeah. to stir up about it. <laughs> it's like, like what, they're the ones that are upset. The news there is about the news itself. Yeah, which is like rather than the actual story. That's like the news disappearing up its own ass. Kind of. Um, yeah. So yeah, so we'll move on from that quickly. <laughs> um, Brexit. Oh well, yeah, that's happening in a few days, finally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But potentially it's after this podcast comes out, won't it? Or is this coming out in a um, few days? This comes out Thursday. Which so it's one is... more day, isn't it? The day before, it's Friday. Ah, right. Friday, Friday, 31st. Do you yeah. want Big Ben to bong for Brexit? It's going to bong anyway, isn't it? So it doesn't really make a difference. But does it? I mean, I don't give a shit whether it bongs or not. But in at the end of the day, does it matter whether or not it's a big clapper that does the bonging, or a big PA Boys system? <laughs> I don't know. It, to be honest, I think the point is basically don't spend money on it. And what are you actually celebrating here? Because I feel like. Yeah. The, where we've gotten is something that nobody's really happy with if they actually examine what they wanted at the start of this. Well, they're bringing out three million uh, commemorative 50Ps, aren't they? So they're going to circulation on next Monday, I think. Ah. So I've been watching a lot of coin collecting stuff on YouTube, and it's oh, like I see. Yeah, I, I see. Uh, they're they're making the first gold sovereigns of um, rock bands, and Queen are having the first one, aren't they? Oh, that's good. Um, yeah, 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 they're the big thing for this year, I think. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm just going to a little bit of a deep dive into commemorative coins on YouTube, and it's just gone. <laughs> start looking from them. You got a bit Alice in Wonderland on it. <laughs> I just saw Sad Sad Javid holding up the coin like to up to eye level and he looked genuinely like Gollum looking at the one <laughs> ring at the end of Yeah, it must be a bit of a, a stab in the in the guts to people who who are lucky to get like a, a pound coin together, let alone a you know, a commemorative mm-hmm. gold thing, but but um and it has incorrect comma usage. What doesn't? I haven't actually seen it. So what on the coin? Yes. Mm. What does it say? Well, it de- it depends on whether you favour an Oxford comma or not. But it has like oh comma sorry yeah. I thought I was thinking apostrophe. Although I did I did find that funny because um there was an article in the Express about getting blue passports. And they used a satirical one that had um, your mother is a habster and your father smelled of elderberries written on like the Latin bits mm. on the UK crest. See, I don't know whether or not um, I'm just getting one side of the argument from my Facebook bubble, if you like. But um, there's an awful lot coming up on my timeline about um, protests up here for Scottish independence. And it seems from what I see that there's a massive movement towards it, but I know that I've got a biased timeline, as does everyone. So mm. there's probably an equally opposed bubble going on for other people's timelines. I'm getting a lot of adverts for a lot of foreign stuff at the moment. You know, the suggested posts that you get. All right. Facebook. I don't know why. I don't know what. I don't. I think Facebook keeps. I'm 
convinced Facebook is listening to everything you say. <laughs> what, what do you mean so, by what do you mean by foreign well, stuff? Well, I'm well, I'm obviously when this goes out, I'm going to Disneyland Paris. Yeah, and I haven't searched anything on Facebook or anything whatsoever to do with Disneyland Paris. Right on my phone. Yeah, but adverts for Disneyland Paris keep popping up. Yeah, it's kind of a bit freaky. But I mean, these things tend to know you better than most of your friends would know you. Yeah. But then, see, there was a weird, like, like almost like a second-hand one of those the other day that happened. Me and me and Suzanne were talking about um, blister packaging on medication and and saying that it, we wished that it was like more recyclable because the amount of the those blister pack things that you end up throwing away on uh, medication, and then like literally the next. I don't even know if it was 24 hours later, one of my friends shared an article about a petition to um, get the pharmaceutical companies to to be recycling their blister packaging. And I'm like, that one came (laughs) out of nowhere. The the recycling around this area is terrible. Is it? Yeah, we can't. Well, when it comes to plastic, we can't recycle used food containers, even if they've been washed. You can't recycle cling film. You can't recycle any form of food packaging. We we can't recycle it's, cling film, but what else does? What else goes into plastic? I mean, literally, pla- literally all we can do is plastic bottles and bottle tops. That's what. Oh, right. So so liquid. If it's had liquid in it, it's all right. Yes, yeah, but they'll take food. they'll take fabric conditioner that's been cleaned out, but they won't give a food container, even though the food containers are cleaner than. When they've been washed, I don't get it. But that's just round here. That's the that northwest. Bolton, but, is it? Yeah, it's Bolton. But you go to Salford, you can recycle everything. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's what four miles away. They're pretty. They're pretty good here. Um, I think because we get our bins um, done on a fortnightly basis, they're alternating. So it's the main yeah, bin. Same. I say the main bin, but it's not the main bin anymore. Our our actual rubbish bin where things get thrown out. Is literally has like a couple of um, those small, you know, the small bin liners in the bottom of it once a fortnight because mm. everything else goes in the like the recycling one is usually. Sorry, I'm just kind of <laughs> weirdly. How enough, did this get? I'm not <laughs> massively know. interested in bins. <laughs> well, you might be when you're dealing with the aftermath of it in fifty years' time. Oh, like. And and to be honest, the number of times I've had to root through yours and your sister's bins to get all the recycling out of it that you haven't bothered to separate. Well, I don't Maybe always you know should be. what is recyclable. Go find out. <laughs> There's a thing on the fridge downstairs that tells you. Okay. Um. Yes. Um. On the subject of Brexit. Oh yeah, that was what we were talking about. General rubbish. Uh, it appears that basically, I mean, unsurprisingly, that Boris Johnson has lied about almost everything that's actually in the deal, like how the Irish border would work and the alignment between the EU and UK businesses. But, but yeah, yeah, but we. This is a weird thing. We knew we knew that before the election. Rights for EU citizens, didn't we? They sent it back to the Lords three times with no changes because they dared to ask for an amendment that 
allowed for different asylum circumstances for child refugees. Yeah. It's just... It all gets confusing to me. <laughs> um... That's the main reason I think everyone were confused from the start, confused at the beginning, and even though it's coming up next week, or this week, it's still confusing. Well, as far as I understand it, technically we will be out of the European Union, but well, is, there's a transition it, period where nothing actually yeah. changes yet until I, 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 the end I of December. Really early on, I said, even though because like we're still going to Paris in a few days, in a few weeks, yeah, so nothing's changed. It, no. yes, we officially we have left the EU, but nothing's changed. No, it, all it means is that we've passed the point of no return. I think in that we've then got until the end of this year to um, negotiate. I mean, we could still technically have uh, a cliff edge no deal at the end of this year. Um, and once we get past the end of January, there's not really any way to avoid it legally um, mm. other than to agree a deal with them. So if the, if, the, if the discussions don't go well, then it'll be no deal at the end of the year. <clears throat> but I think beyond that point, it's just sort of... Because there will still be several years of making trade deals that will still need to fight to, well, not necessarily us, but people will still need to fight to get that to an acceptable standard. I mean, that'll be the next thing they'll be able to extend, won't it? It'll be the the uh, transition period. Mm. But the another thing worth pointing out is that People that were wanting back, like the fishing rights and stuff like that, um, that none of that's going to change yet until the whole sort of thing's been negotiated. But in the meantime, we don't actually have a seat at the table to make any you know, have any impact on, mm. Which, on what's going on. With a Brexit legislation. MEP, Brexit Party MEP, was wondering about uh, on the last day of e- e- uh, European Parliament, they were asking. I think it was someone, I think it might have been the president of the European Council. Um, what, like, how are you going to ensure that we have a say right now? It's just like... Yeah, who who from the have, UK is going to hold them to account? Have you been asleep the last three years? <laughs> so, Well, that was the point of being there, to hold them to account. But anyway. But to be honest, I would trust the rest of Europe's MEPs more than our own, given how many of our own are Brexit MEPs. Yeah, never made much sense to me. But anyway, it will be what it will be. Who have turned their backs on people playing the European anthem, banged on tables in the middle of a speech, and just a generally rude pricks, as UKIP have been their predecessor, uh, was doing their time in European Parliament. Yeah. Mm. You'd hope that the rest of Europe and the world don't see these elected representatives as being representative of our country's general kind of attitude. But then we did elect them to go there, so maybe it is. Maybe we're just not typical of the attitude of most of the country. But both Australia and Japan, their governments have come out saying... Oh, our trade deals will still be far worse than the deals that you had with the EU, because we're not going to make extra arrangements just because you decided to leave that agreement. And well, the US is likely 
gonna ask for a lot in return for a good deal with us. Especially given who's in charge and that they don't that Trump doesn't seem to really understand how trade works. Anyway, also, they think it knows what day it is sometimes. Yeah. With regards to that, um impeachment trial's going on right now. Oh yeah. Has he actually gone like turned up there yet? Has he actually made an appearance? No. I don't Sp- think so. It's supposed to turn up on Thursday, I believe. Cause it's is been he? In the, was it Davos? Was it, was it? He was in Davos, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think he, after that showdown with Greta, he, he left and went there on Thursday, I think. Yeah, it wasn't really a showdown, though, was no, it? No, it was, it was, it, yeah, it was a showdown, <laughs> but it was, the media he, made it look like a showdown, but. He, he um, he basically, I think he was the the outsider at Davos this year. After mm. what he was saying, like every the rest of the world practically were coming with the attitude that climate change was the most pressing, serious issue that they have to address. And he opened the, the whole thing by saying that um, it's not, and that it's prophets of doom and all this lot. But right. then they then went on to spend the rest of the world basically then went on to spend the rest of the week talking about climate change and ignoring what he'd said. <laughs> but most of the billionaires know this. But they know that this will affect their profit. So they've asked experts to tell them information that we didn't even have well in advance before we had it. Like in the 70s, um, scientists from Exxon knew about climate change, but they swept that under the rug because of their profit margins were too important. But they're still not doing enough, and I just don't understand it. If they know and they think this is the biggest issue, they just think... I think it's past that, though, for a lot of people. For me now, it's, it's at the point where we... Most of us know that there's no denying it, and most of us know that there... This is like with all forms of politics really most of us know that there's not much we can do in a practical sense on our own like you feel powerless do you know what i mean um most of us know that that the scientists are telling the truth and that we're being lied to by the people with the money and the power or try you know they're trying to manipulate us depends by most who you mean by most of us most of the world or most of the uk most of the world, but in different ways, I would imagine, um, depending on where you are. But it's not its not a case of whether or not that's happening. We know it is. It's yeah. a case of how do you do anything about it and what, what can change it? Because it seems to me that looking back, it's always been the case. And however many protest movements and revolutions have happened, its it always seems to come back to the same thing, the people with the money and the power trying to control the system to get the most profit from it and and keep the people Can we bring back the guillotine? (laughs) Oh, that'd be fun. Mm. Public showings. Mm. (laughs) Well, in essence, they still have that in some states in America, don't they? It's just called an electric chair now. Yeah, I mean, not quite, but... It's the same thing, though, as execution. I don't know. I think the guillotine might actually be... I think the guillotine will probably be a bit more humane 
trip yeah. sounds weird. Yeah. There's electrocution. It's it, you're getting the volts doing it, and you, you have to keep it up until you confirm to be dead. If you well, have your head chopped off with the yeah. electric chair, I think it's been said that you know a lot of the the families of the victims come yeah, out more traumatized. Yeah. But with a guillotine, it's done. It's instant. There's no lingering. I can see there be lingering effects mentally for the people who've seen it, but. Mm. It was actually a pretty good invention because previously you, it would take a good few swings unless you got a good executioner. Yeah. Yeah. Or even even hanging, it starts it used to go wrong because we didn't snap your neck. Mm. Or getting hung, time. drawn, and quartered like William Wallace. <laughs> do yeah. we have Do we have any more news to discuss? Um, the coronavirus is on its way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I that, mean, that made me bit... laugh because a mate of mine was drinking Corona last night. At the... <laughs> I I actually did it at darts. I was going to get a bottle of Corona and take a picture of me sneezing. But well, have you seen this thing state. about the um, the um, plagues every hundred years? There was a, a global plague in um, eighteen twenty, and there was one in nineteen twenty. Not a global one. There was, I think, it was in Los Angeles. There was like a pneumonia ep- epidemic. All right, okay. Well, is this not the third one out of China in the last 20 years, though? No. Well, it's sort of... Because the SARS came out, didn't it? Mm. Disease concentrates in big cities, and China's full of them, so you'd kind of expect Mm. it. But it seems like, so far, that it's just really making a few problems that people already had worse, and that's what's killing them. Yeah. So if, you, if you're asthmatic or you've got that kind of thing, so you've got your immune system yeah. not brilliant, it's just it's, sending it. It's mainly older people that are dying in yeah. these th- cases. But I think the the worry, as with all of these like um, things that have come out from time to time, is that it would only take a, a very small mutation to make it very serious. Yeah, but I think mm. the people worrying about that don't understand how mutations work. Well, I was. I was um, in well, I was talking. And, ab- I was talking about the, the scientific experts. The I mean, it's just that we don't understand how to treat it yet. It's very much like a flu virus. Well, that's what I mean. But when there's a new mutation that's never happened before, you've not. You've no way to to practice treat, treating that. Mm. Um, it's just that the current like drugs that we'd normally use to treat something of this kind aren't working. Mm. So there's a bit of alarm there, but it seems to be mostly all right. I mean, it will kill people. It's just when when you're talking on like a global population scale, it's not going to do much. No. But uh, anything else news-wise? Um. Well, the only reason I was asking that was because of a way to kind of link it into the subject of. All of this bullshit that's going on. Are you tired? <laughs> I'm always tired. It's uh, middle age. Mm. And having teenage kids. I, I, I don't <laughs> think it's unique to middle age. No, but I do try to get to sleep. So do I. Let's not just argue, or have a family argument on, on a podcast. Um, yeah, What would aliens think of, of our planet? Um, if they came here to visit? Depends. They have quite a different culture, I guess. Do you think? Probably. The only picture I've got in my head is Kang and Koldos looking up and laughing their heads off at how ridiculous we are at the moment. Also, yeah. 
it's it's unlikely that most aliens would develop civilizations. Hmm. Well, the question is, do you believe in aliens? That's it, it's a statistical probability. It's yeah, that's what I said. With the amount, uh, the amount of planets and stars that are out there in this universe, there must be something else. I hadn't actually considered that question because I, th- I, I kind of assume that it's taken as read that there is life out there apart from on our planet, but. Some people but, don't don't think that way, do they? No, because no. well, it, the the evidence obviously we've not got the scientific evidence yet because we would have started sending out radio signals in the seventies, mm. and it would take for something to come back from thirty two, was it thirty two light years away? We'd already just start receiving them now. Yeah, so it's understandable with the size of the universe, <clears> we might not have any, as I say, evidence. I'm doing air quotes, but yeah, mm. it's evidence of. Um, alien life form mm. we well, have received some radio signals that we yeah. don't understand but that's not really confirmation of anything it no. could just be a star that emits radio signals or something in terms of um what the word actually means um and i know you get annoyed when we go into semantics sometimes but it, it's kind of linked a bit there is an assumption that if you're talking about aliens we're talking about um you know little green men from mars or whatever but races from other planets um but the wider sort of term is basically anything that's foreign isn't it or or unknown to you yeah because you go to you go to america you're an alien yeah Mm. um what was that was it sting that had a song about oh no 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 genesis there was a song about an illegal alien i'm an illegal yeah but there's that englishman in new york thing and um but yeah um Alien basically means unknown, doesn't it? Yeah, really? it's kind of a generic term for that. So what are we talking about? Um, <clears throat> are we narrowing down on life from other planets? Um, I mean, that's kind of what I think most people would think first. But it, the thing with like the titles of these is that they can mean several things, and we discussed that. I'm going to read out a message that we had from our potential guest flat earther that um, Craig's been trying to get on yeah. to the programme um, for a long time because he reckons we'd rip him a new arsehole. Um, but, um, <laughs> oh, I, I, had some, I had something set up for a big style, but never mind. Well, now... <laughs> we'll leave it for now. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you to hold back until I've finished reading this. I have this. read it. All right, this is the response from the Flat Earth right. to the invitation um, that Craig passed on. He said, I've been sick as a dog this week, so I'd struggle anyway, mate, but... It's laws of nature versus cognitive programming and dissonance. There's no debate, bud. Laws of nature have not and cannot be violated or we'd stop breathing. Research the laws of thermodynamics. I'd rather let grown adults continue with their leaps of faith to stay content and happy in their religion on this, albeit fake religious day of the week. Second law of thermodynamics states space doesn't exist. Discussion over. That guy's a crackpot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that just sums it all up. I think when you when you I think it's when difficult. you make your only statement when you've been invited to discuss something and your only statement on the subject in your absence ends with discussion over, you've kind of shot yourself on the I foot. think mm. a lot of these flat earthers sort of brand themselves as free thinkers going against what the main consensus is because they're I feel like we should have got a photo of him and had a nice sculpture of him on in his place. <laughs> like radicals and 
But I feel like if you're saying there's no debate about something, you can't really claim that. Although I don't know if they would. But now with regards thing, to the second law of thermodynamics, I believe, if I remember correctly, um, regards entropy, which is um, uh, from an ordered state, things can only get more disordered as time goes on. I'll have to look up the specific I'd wording. St- I really thought things can only get better there. Well, <laughs> I listen to the um, Infinite Monkey Cage podcast a lot, and that's got Brian Cox on it, who's the keyboard player for um, D Ream, who does that song, and frequently, <laughs> frequently messages tell him about things can only get better. And he's like, "It's the most scientifically inaccurate song," and he's just really mad uh, about it. That was, uh, that, I think, that was number one for years, weeks. Well, was going up. wasn't it used in a in a Labour? A manifesto, um, possibly political campaign, but that seems a bit dark now. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. The second law of thermodynamics states that the total entropy of an isolated system can never decrease over time and is constant if and only if all processes are reversible. Isolated systems spontaneously evolve towards thermodynamics equilibrium, the state with maximum entropy. Entropy is basically disorder, um, but I'm not sure how that relates to the subject of flat Earth. Well, he's saying that space doesn't exist, and I'd like to just ask because you and me have had a discussion. I can't remember whether or not this was on a podcast or just um, a discussion we had about the uh, the nature of um, spatial dimensions and. Um, it was to do with gravity and stuff, and you were telling me that space. You, 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 you know more about physics than I do. Certainly, astrophysics, that mm. sort of thing. Because, okay. um, and you were trying to get the concept through to me about space actually being flat. Mm. Well, and I, I had trouble with that concept, um, mm. and and how how matter itself is what curves space. That's to do with. Um general relativity can't remember it's general or special i can't remember which is which one of them's like to do with time dilation and length contraction shit but the general relativity is to do with like the space bending depending on the mass that's going through it so if you were in a absolute vacuum then the only bit where space was curved would be where you were yeah, because I mean, I've seen these kind of graphics of planets in space, and it's almost like they're on a sheet, um, and where where the planet rests is like an indentation in that sheet. Mm. But I've always thought that that was a a really um, unrealistic sort of two dimensional representation of the way things actually were. In that, actually, that sheet's representing the three dimensions that is space. Because I, th- I, I, I have difficulty not thinking of space as being in three dimensions. Well, that's because whenever you're in it, it is three dimensions. Okay, but I mean, don't you have to be in it to observe it? Uh, well, something of mass would have to be. Yeah. So, yeah. But it's basically the mass works out on that. 
I don't understand well, it specifically. Yeah, but does it? Because there's 99% of the universe unaccounted for, isn't there, mass-wise? Uh, 96%. 96%. I knew it was 90-something percent. <laughs> um, Do you know what I mean? All this dark matter stuff. And even with that, they, they don't know what most of the mass of the universe is made up of, do they? Uh, yeah, they... Also tied into that is the universe expanding... And wait, uh, just oh, I know what it is to address the thermodynamics thing first. It's the aliens that we haven't found yet. <laughs> to address With the, the alien s- Big Macs. Wait, let me get to my point. The to address the whole space didn't exist thing. Basically, if space didn't exist and Earth was an isolated system and that's all there was, everything else was just a painting on the sky, then. Earth would have to be getting more and more disordered, but that wouldn't really work because there's a. F- Although, actually, it's even worse under their assumption that it's a flat Earth because that's even more ordered. But it's just. Well, the thing is, he's not actually addressed the subject of the podcast, which is aliens, because well, Craig it, did it, mention to me that he does believe in aliens. I thought- how do you believe in alien like that? Those kind of aliens. If yeah, you don't well, that, that, space that's, where my, that's where my mind exploded when he says space doesn't exist. But Craig said the guy believes in aliens. I'm like, no. Like other realms, <laughs> like God is that uh, is God an alien? I don't know. Well, see, you haven't got onto Star Trek Voyager because you're stuck halfway through Star Trek Next Generation. But there are. Um, Aliens that they encounter in Star Trek Voyager that come from a different dimension, uh, and, and I think that's a common theme in a lot of sci-fi stuff, isn't it? That there's hmm. d- dimensional beings. Um, hmm. I mean, we we have a a very limited um, view of, of that that life has to be carbon based for a start, hmm. or is that is that the case, or is it just that life like us? would have to be carbon-based. Um, I wouldn't be sure on other possible reactions, but basically, if there was a reaction that could release enough energy to support a life form that not to do with carbon, then sure. But, um, I mean, I'm doing this in biology right now, uh, like anaerobic... Uh, respiration in it like uh, fixates carbon onto a cycle and that's how basically glucose is formed but if say a life form had a different sustenance other than glucose but I'm not sure anything uh, non-carbon based could do that you're talking about carbon being on a cycle like that it sort of made me think about the whole um, I mean to what extent we are life forms which are made up of lots of different things, which includes other life forms. You know, there are organisms yeah. that live inside us that are essential to it, you know, are almost, uh, what do you call it, not parasitic, what's the other one? Um, um, uh, symbiotic relationship with some of the organisms yeah. inside us. Um so, in that sense, could you, to a certain extent, say that possibly the planet is a living organism and we are... 
I, I've always I've felt, felt that, that the, the earth is a living thing. It's not something you just stand on. It's got its own ecosystem that we're part of them. Mm. Yeah. You have to be in stimulus with it, else that's when it says, I'm going to start to change. I mean, it would be a very macro ecosystem, though, because it's sort of just life forms developed on it, but the, the, that's well, sort of what gives it its character. To give Earth its balance, it decides that it needs to do this to change itself, to get itself back in the right balance. Because, example, the Ice Ages, with well, forms of Ice Ages that happened, yeah, we are accelerated towards a new one, according to science and global warming, but what caused the rest? When they've done the ice cores, how many have they found? Ten? Just sort of... Over t- ten different uh, ice ages over the depth that they've done before. So what's caused the other ones? If we Byproducts of meteorological effects, like the yeah. pressures so, and stuff. And... So it's the, I, that's how I see the Earth is a little thing. I mean, to there's almost a, it's a quasi-religious kind of view of something called Gaia. Have you heard of that? Um, G-A-I-A, I think it's called. Yeah. Which sees... I don't know if it's just the earth or a planet itself but but the basically the the whole system that you live within is um a living kind of i think it might be a greek god i'm not sure um but all of this reminds me very much of the isaac asimov future history stuff because that kind of goes through the whole evolution of if you haven't read it get on it it's like there's just tons of tons of books in the robots and empire series and stuff but it's basically the whole galaxy basically evolves as eventually you're talking about like one massive organism which is the galaxy um but it starts off from the point of like i think it's early to mid 20th century when humans start developing robots and then it goes through like advanced civilizations throughout the galaxy after that but it's all it's all systems upon systems. Do you know what I mean? It's, um, I mean, a, an alien. Did, would it? We have a, a a kind of a definition of it coming from another planet, and and us being able to maybe you know communicate with them as physical beings, if you like. But there's, I think, while it's extremely likely that they exist, it's very. We'd be very lucky if they existed at the same time as us for a start, but also in a form with which we could communicate or mm. could even see the other kind of... I mean, who's to say, you know, we're not the size of a microbe to another alien? Well, it's it's quite bizarre that we basically, and you'll know some of this from your acoustic theory, I guess communicate via for the most part pushing air through different weird shapes that our mouths make with help of a weird little waggly thing called a tongue yeah and a voice box yeah we 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 basically manipulate manipulate molecules we send vibration vib- vibrational waves acoustic waves we send them through the air but Various species but, have different ways of communicating on Earth. Like ants release various pheromones to deaf people. Well, <laughs> yeah, there's that within humans, but like ants, um, basically, 
let other ants know what kind of ant they need to be to make the colony function. So if there's already enough worker ants, they'll say, oh, you can be a soldier ant. So it's not, is that not the same principle of, of um, DNA, though? What? DNA in cells. Everybody, Every cell has a copy of your DNA, doesn't it? Uh, for the most part, yeah. But they all kind of communicate as a collective to tell each other what to become, don't they? Like, you know, that DNA somehow gets the message to a cell that's in your eye to become an eyeball cell. Well, stem cells, when you're developing as a fetus, uh, basically decide which genes within your DNA need to be switched on and off to make that the right cell. But I think that that word in itself kind of brings up the conundrum there because you said they basically decide well various reactions happen that the reason that they still happen is because it's been successful so far so they've continued yeah that's the evolutionary theory thing isn't it any input on all this you seem to be a bit I, I, it's a lot to take in because you've said a lot of things yeah that I've heard before and right try to process it and it's it's actually mind-boggling. I think it's interesting the, looking at science fiction over the decades and how aliens are portrayed. Yeah. Because I was saying you're portraying an alien as a physical form. Mm. It might not be a physical form. The alien could be something that you physically can't see. Yeah. If you think of it that way. That's what my mind's spinning at the moment. It's like... The... I, I can't get the gone out of my head at the moment. I can't get that one out of Red Dwarf. I kept changing shape into a cigarette packet. Ah, oh, what was that? Do you remember the one they had to throw the can of lager at to kill it? The curry the curry um, alien or something. How do you kill a curry? It was a curry yeah, monster was, or something. Yeah, it was the one that um, it could just turn into anything. I can't remember what it was. Oh, yeah. I think, was it not that they uh, mon- monsters appeared based on whatever they were thinking and they had to stop yes. thinking? One of, they all emptied their minds and one of them thought about a curry. And this monster curry appeared, and they had to kill it you, the kennel. Yeah, you need, if, you, if you don't know, you need to go watch Red Dwarf. Oh, we, we've watched them all, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although it's I haven't well. seen any of the new season, have you? Yes, I watched the... How many are there? Well, the last one. There was a 10 now, I think. Is it 10 or 11? Uh, what was it, they the, are filming a new one. What was the special the one that they did on Earth? That was... That um, was 10, I think. Right, no, there is a new one after that. Yeah, because uh, yeah, had they, thought, is, it, is it out yet? They took out. Yeah, the I've seen laughter. clips from it. They took out. The been, I have got a reminder on Dave, but it's not come up yet. So it, it might be that they've filmed like a second of those new yeah. series, like season twelve. I thought that three parter was season nine, and I thought season ten was the new one after that. Could be, but I don't know. look it up. Well, that was yeah. But it is. That's... Um, sorry. To say that that's why I got most of my knowledge when I was younger for aliens was Red Dwarf. <laughs> yeah. Red Dwarf and Star Wars. Even though Star Wars is a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> a weird amount of what I know about the world is from The Simpsons because I've watched. Well, I think. Well, that's that was another thing that's popping in my head earlier. If aliens do exist, do you not think Matt Groening might be one? Because he seems to be able to write a lot of things in The Simpsons that eventually do happen. I certainly and think if, 
if they were intelligent enough, they would find a way like that to communicate. Because the tech, an alien traveling from one, if they're going from another planet to here, they could have traveled here a hundred years ago, but it's only taken them, Um, it could have taken them thousands of generations to get over here because of the flight speed thing. But it's sort of like, they were given the amount of time it would take to travel to things. Yeah. You probably wouldn't just go, oh, yeah, let's just go over there. Because mm. I wouldn't imagine our solar system had much interest in going on when they set off. So, unless they had, um, you know, light speed um, travel, faster than light travel. Yeah. Or oh, unless that- they were somehow nearby and we haven't detected them yet. Or they're just doing Galaxy of the Galaxy and doing uh, was it time skips or light jumps, whatever they do. Mm. But also, I just watched, watched Endgame again today, so that's why. I'm all right, <laughs> we are actually in quite a quiet part of our galaxy. We're like on the edge mm. in a fairly uninteresting part. We're not near like where most of the stars are in our galaxy, so it'd be less likely that there'd be life out here as well. Could that be why life has had a chance to develop here, though? Because there are less, less hazards. I mean, you know, during the... I can't remember what it was called, some kind of massive bombardment period, um, you know, when the Earth was being basically bashed the fuck out of by meteors and comets and stuff. Mm. If you're in a much a much high, higher... Um, populated area of the galaxy are they not going to potentially be all sorts of things like that going on more often? I don't know I mean generally those sorts of things would be attracted by the mass of our sun but yeah, like, despite what you might see in sci-fi films things in space are very far apart so it's unlikely that you'd be like dodging between asteroids or anything like that because our sun's like technically one of the smaller ones, isn't it? Mm. In compared to ones that they, they had estimated yeah. the size, yeah. it's, it's quite small, kind of medium sized, I yeah. guess. I think it is classed as. I think it might be a giant. Uh, I thought it was a dwarf. Uh, oh, is it not going to turn into a red giant, red red giant, and then into a white dwarf? No, not the fucking not sure. newspaper. You it's life cycle. What is it? <laughs> Sun banned in Liverpool. Oh, we're googling that because Craig was telling us about that. All right. Uh, a yellow dwarf. Liverpool, that was it. Oh, this is a yellow dwarf, which is one of the bigger dwarfs, but it still has a red dwarf to go before <laughs> uh, before it gets to being a giant. I think. Right. Uh, there's a chart here. My I mean, understanding is we, we will, it will expand and destroy all the inner planets first, wouldn't it? Mm. So, so we better be, uh, we, we better have got the fuck off into space I think it's, by that uh, time. I think it's, another, I think it's another five hundred million years away yet, and it's something like that. Yeah, <laughs> um, well, yeah. another half, a few half lives. We'll still be negotiating Brexit. <laughs> but. But I imagine our species will be long extinct by the time anything like that happens. Yeah, there is the survival kind of drive, though, isn't there, for a species that they do tend to? I mean, humans have been incredibly adaptable, and that's why we've 
but also like on that time scale we would likely be a different species yes yeah. yeah we'd have evolved if possibly any- possibly beyond physical um constraints maybe i don't know who knows I think we'll blow ourselves to kingdom come before any of that comes. Yeah, but then back in the 80s, I thought that. We all thought that that was going to happen before. Yeah, but I'm talking on like a million year time span, not like a hundred years. <laughs> Given how long we've known, how much we've known, like it feels just like that we'll make just a catastrophic mistake somewhere. I've just got this this image in my head of a scientist in a lab realising something just at the moment where it's too late <laughs> and going, oh, fuck, and then <laughs> vaporises the entire planet. <laughs> but, oh, we won't feel it, so that'll be fine. Yeah. That's the big issue with AI, because if you fuck it up and it figures how to connect, Basically, if you connected to the internet, it could probably kill all of humanity. A general yeah. intelligence. Well, that's Terminator, isn't it? That's Skynet. Yeah, but it, it wouldn't be like hunting them down like that. It would just be like it could just launch nukes at various people or release gases. Or, in an easier sense, it could um, it could just kind of allow that species to poison its own atmosphere. Over a long period of time, because time's no no thing to uh, to technology, is it? Time, te- mm. like computers don't really. Well, computers still need electricity to run. So. <laughs> yeah, but basically, if it had something that like was to preserve itself before mm. anything else, sounds like we're going down the Matrix route. Here. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna end up on flat <laughs> Earth, aren't we? Being batteries. <laughs> They're making another Matrix, aren't they? Oh, no. <laughs> should have stayed at number one. I, I enjoyed the other two, but... I enjoyed them, but they should have just left it at number one. Mm. It, just got a bit, it went a bit... bit I, it sounds weird saying it as a science fiction. Well, unrealistic. <laughs> see, the, problem I, the, only thing, the only problem I would have with that was when I got to the end of number one, it felt like it was the introduction. I felt like it was the prologue. Well, it felt like it ended. It felt like that was it. All right. For, for, me. for me, it was more like this is this is how he kind of realised what he was capable of. Do you know what I mean? It was like the training. Mm. Kind but of. like, um, yeah, the first one was an action film with some philosophy scattered through it. I mean, it was completely original. I think that was what it had mm. in its favour. Yeah. Um, the other two were largely philosophy. Like, they had full philosophical conversations within it. Have you seen the lasted like 10 minutes. Stephen King film adaptation of They Live? No, it is on my list of Stephen King things I'm watching at the moment. I'm going through um, all this stuff at the well, moment, so I'll, I'll I won't I won't ruin it for you then, but that's well worth watching and anybody who who is into their stuff like that then watch it. That really that's a really vague thing to say, isn't it? I don't want to spoil it, but Nah, don't worry. Nothing. It, usually, things like that. I just if it, someone's going to uh, spoil it, they spoil it. Don't matter to me. Um, have you seen Aliens? Yes, all, all five of them. Yeah. Six is it now? I haven't seen oh, any of them. Uh, I, Out of all the ones, the original ones, I enjoyed them. 
but the Alien versus Predators, I actually enjoyed more. That sounds a bit right. controversial, okay. that. Okay. okay. I enjoyed that, the crossover. That yeah, that. yeah. No, yeah, I've, I've never really been that fussed with um, with the Alien I mean, it's probably I was probably very slightly too young for them when they came out, and my brother was into them um, because he was a teenager. So I probably reacted against them because of that, you know. Well, the, come speaking of the alien, the reason why I enjoyed the aliens more, but well, Alien versus Predator, and I enjoyed, I enjoyed Aliens as well. I went on Alien the Ride. This is going back a long, long time ago right. at uh, Granada Studios, right in Manchester. Yeah. Obviously, I'm just around the corner. Yeah. And not many people remember it. Right. And that was a cracking ride. That's what, and that's what, one of the things that got me to theme parks and right. roller coasters and what sort of a ride space. Was it? it was a 4D simulator ride. Right. Okay. So you sat in a bank of chairs and then the chairs started moving forward and back. Yeah. You went into uh I think you went into the ship and then you, to gather up all the supplies and you came out. Yeah. To go and do an investigation into the area and then the aliens started attacking you and it was a sprint back to the the ship and get back. It's, I think right. it was like four or five minute ride. But that's when it that's when Granada Studios was a like a like a theme park kind of thing. Yeah. Not what it's as tall like it used to be. That's going back like late eighties, early nineties. I don't know if it was a Granada Studios thing that we went to at Blackpool where you got to go into the Rovers Return. I think it might have been, but uh, Obviously, got, it's, it's probably got Madden Two Swords at the moment. That's got a Granada section. Ah, oh, right, that'll be oh, uh, then, uh, yeah. Coronation Street section. Yeah, yeah. Well, but going back to Aliens, mm. keep going off the subject. Not the film, but uh, do you right. think there's anything Aliens have actually visited and made any influence to the Earth as we are? Because I've got, I've got something I'm thinking of. Because I've actually seen them, and for humans to have built them three thousand years ago would have baffled the hell out of me or well, 5,000 years ago, was it? It would be the very unlikely. Mm. Which pyramids are you talking about? The, the pyramids of Giza. The Giza ones. Because they, they, them blocks are huge. Them blocks of stone are massive. Mm. And thinking that we've only got the technology now to move that sort of ballast, that size of brick, because really, it's just well, a brick. See, the, and then the thing is, I mean, that years ago, I, think, I, I don't know. The thing but, is, they were they were obviously um, an advanced civilization of a of a particular kind, and they would have mm. been, you know, they they would have been probably pro- well, evidently more advanced at, at that sort of thing than than we are, because we rely on. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just trying to kind of. But it's the scale of the size of them. When you stood at the side of them, it's the, the, they're like 30 foot tall by have 50 you, foot, foot, foot wide. Keep getting on to sci-fi, but have you watched the Stargate stuff? I used to. Yeah. Uh, but after, I think it was the third season, I just started getting bored. It kept repeating really? a little bit too much. Yeah. Uh, see, when you get if you persevered with it, if you get through, I mean, 10 seasons is perhaps a bit too much. Like I'm, I'm a classic seven season Star Trek fan, but uh, um, then you get into the Atlantis stuff. Um, it's really interesting, but that yeah, I'm not. Sh- I might give it a watch if I, I can find it somewhere. It's a difficult one, isn't it? Because you want to be open minded, but at the same time, you don't want to be laying yourself open to f- things like flat Earth stuff. And I don't know. It's just sort of. <laughs> 
if they were, if, I mean, what what kind of involvement could you? I mean, the I thing in Stargate is they're like landing pads for the starships, aren't they? There would be some sort of documentation of well, there's documentation of how they were built. So I would assume someone somewhere would have written something down, given they had writing at the time that a bunch of aliens came and did it. Given that they were well, basically tombs for pharaohs. When you say writing writing something down, in what form do you mean? In hieroglyphics, right? Okay. But that was their language, right? At the time. Okay, well, but I mean, if the, if they'd written it on paper, then that could have been in the uh, Great Library at Alexandria, couldn't it? You don't have to write on paper. There's a lot of things written, like in the pyramids themselves. Yeah, and on various. Have ways. we fully deciphered hieroglyphics? I think so. Okay. It seems that the seems when we went to the um, Egyptian Museum in Cairo, they did say they, they do believe they've got most of. I said ninety nine. Oh no, percent of the No, because there, there was the um, if you C three PO and R two D two are in the hieroglyphics. What actually in the hieroglyphics in the background on um, Rage of the Lost Ark. Yeah, but that's just <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's just an that's just an inside thing for Spielberg and Lucas. I think. <laughs> I, d- oh, I can't believe no, you. I, think that's so. that's I don't so. think that that was really Egypt, really Egyptian <laughs> buildings. No, but you two were like, I, I was a little bit confused. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't know where you were going with that. What about Stonehenge? Well, they know where the stones came from for that. And they yeah. hold it quite a distance. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, how? Um, dedication. You know, th- th- back in the good old days, they weren't afraid to get their hands dirty. Had a little bit of elbow grease. That must be quite alien to you. <laughs> what is elbow grease? Oh, that was... That was <laughs> <laughs> If I have got elbow grease, this this is not working very well. Right, this reminded me of when I was a projectionist, we had, um, digress, I don't care. Uh, We had a, uh, what was she? Um, She was foreign, Portuguese, I think, a Portuguese um, member of staff in the projection department. And we all used, most of the shifts we used to do on our own, um, but then there were some that we were doubled up on for doing ad changes and stuff like that. Um, and we had to, we had these big spinning platters that the film went on. Um, and we used to have to clean them because they get dirty. And um, this girl was having trouble getting some of the, some of the marks off of this. So one of the other projectionists says, says, um, says put some elbow grease into that. And, uh, and she's like, what's elbow grease? Cause, cause she was, she didn't, she'd never heard of elbow grease. So she thought it was an a- actually a cleaning product. So he, <laughs> he sends her out to the shop to buy some elbow grease. <laughs> she comes back about half an hour later. She's like pissing herself laughing. You know, so. There was the other thing is um, yeah. the uh, projection manager used to tell us about when he was uh, younger. He, he got asked to order a load of Q dots. I don't know if you know what Q dots are. I haven't got a clue. Back in the day of uh, actual film. When it was coming up to a real change, you might have seen it. There's 
just little circles uh, yeah, the little, screen. Little, right, the little flash in the corner. And yeah. that, that used to be literally, I think, about three seconds before the end of a reel um, so that they knew when they had to do the changeover to the other projector mm. for the reel change. Um, and they're called Q-dots. But they're actually marked on the film. Um, and he was told that you had to buy them specially, so he had to go and order these Q-dots to put on the films. Which I'm sure they had on Aliens, the film. That was the link I was making. That's a little projection joke. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I know. I do know a few projections still in America. Um, Are they still around? They, no, they've all lost their jobs yeah. over time because it's all gone digital now, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Click a button and let the computer let, let let the computer do its job. Yeah, I mean, in some ways, the presentation's not there anymore, though. In in terms of. Um, Accuracy. I mean, the number of films I've been to recently where you've got the same trailer on twice or you've got like a... And we keep getting these that say, welcome to your unlimited screening, um, which has obviously just been left in the playlist from when they did it as an advanced preview screening for unlimited yeah. card holders, and they just haven't bothered to take it out. So, you know, because they've, they've basically just got managers in the office running around trying to do everything, including making up the playlist for the screens and stuff. But that's the way of the world, isn't it? Cutbacks, saving money... Quality suffers, people lose jobs. Robots. Or is it aliens taking yeah. over? Yeah, alien projection, alien projectors, AI projectors. Mm. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> but you know, how far does it go? Um, how far does what go? Well, AI. What? What? We've we have we not done an AI episode, or are we supposed to be doing an AI episode at some point? Uh, we did an automation episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean the the SETI project's been going on for a long time, hasn't it? I don't know whether or not they've. I would imagine if yes. they. I was if, trying to remember why it was. It's stands search for, for extraterrestrial yeah. intelligence. If they found something, do you think they would tell the world? Like release it to the general public. I don't think they would. I think you you would get a lot. I'd say what I think the last survey was fifty four percent of the population believed in aliens. I think the other forty six might panic. You might have a you tell that there actually is something out there. But it depends. I think a lot of people have the idea of little green men when you talk of aliens. But I think. Was that a survey of um, the UK? Do you know? I think it was the US. Actually, what really? it was something I just saw on YouTube before. It was, I think it was a BBC Kids program. Okay, that was because it was all. Very does that weird. not like really uh, sort of creepily tie into the whole propaganda thing about the aliens from other countries? Kind of idea that they were kind of basically sowing. I mean, it's no accident when you look at sci-fi stuff from before, say. Um, 1980, no, well, before the mid-70s, it's all really, I mean, it's almost horror, do you know what I mean? It's like, it's it's all pretty negative about, there's nothing really about meeting intelligent species that are benign. Really, Star Trek was one of the first ones to yeah. do that sort of thing and yeah. have a sort of more optimistic view of the future. Yeah. But there's some really, really bleak sci-fi from the 60s and 70s in cinema that is just... I um, can't remember what it was. There was uh, some ship with three sort of floating robots called Huey, Dewey and Louie. Um, that'll be in 
I can't remember what that was called. Silent Runnings, is it? Don't know. I've heard you do your Louis and just thought of DuckTales. Yeah, well, I, I think that's who they were named after. Huey, Dewey, Louie, Robots. Uh, yeah, Silent Running, 1972. Environmental-themed American post-apocalyptic science fiction film. Well, that um, makes the DuckTales very depressing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, th- I don't know. I th- um, well, 1972, yeah, I think Huey, Dewey and Louie came first, even if DuckTales itself didn't. But um. Um, Would... Actually, here's a question. If aliens did exist and there was Among Us, would anyone we know in the real world, not our world, but the media world, would you think would be an alien? Or could be an alien? A bit like Men in Black. I don't know. I mean, I look at could Boris Johnson and I think there must be something going on there. But it might just be that effectively, because of the whole Eton College thing, he's just so different to a normal person that it seems quite alien to me. In that sense, does it matter where they come from? If they're that different, then it's a kind of difference in... Um, I mean, I think this is something that's hinted at in that They Live film, is that although um, it's probably... It's metaphor, isn't it? It's, um, I mean, well, what, is, is it David Icke that believes that that they're all lizards anyway? Lizard people or something? I'm not. Sh- I heard the name. Um, it's either the royal family or politicians that he thinks they're all lizards. I think it's I C. Yeah, I C K E. Um, English professional conspiracy theorist on Wikipedia. There. For oh, he's a former footballer. I didn't know that. I know he's a sports broadcaster. Are they different people though? No, I don't think so. So yeah. footballer thinks of lizard people. Claims he's. He was. Originally worked as a BBC television sports presenter, and he claims that he saw the former British Prime Minister Ted Heath's eyes turn black while the two waited for a Sky News interview in 1989. Okay. Um, And while he was spokesman for the Green Party, oh, that's not good, he visited a psychic who he said told him he had been placed on Earth for a purpose and would begin to receive messages from the spirit world. Okay. Uh, Seems like a guy that's got his shit together. (laughs) Yeah, it believes the universe is made up of vibrational energy and consists of an infinite number of dimensions that share the same space. Well, that's not that far removed from scientific kind of theory, is it? Oh, that, this? that he believes that the universe is made up of vibrational energy. Yeah, well, that is basically waves. Consists of an infinite number of dimensions. Maybe not an infinite number, but that share the same space. But I guess like the mult. Oh, this is this thing. is what I was talking about. He believes that an interdimensional race of reptilian beings called the Archons have hijacked the Earth, and that a genetically modified human-Archon hybrid race of shape-shifting reptilians, also known as the Babylonian Brotherhood, the Illuminati, or the Elite, manipulate global events to keep humans in constant fear, so the Archons can feed off the negative energy that creates. I could believe that. <laughs> could you? <laughs> Aliens are getting high on our negative vibes. <laughs> they must be spaced out for fucking centuries. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, uh, that's, that's a bit extravagant. Extravagant that one. Yeah, um, can't be getting on that. So. Scientology? Are they half religion, half corporation? <laughs> oh, okay. 
I think some of the stuff in there they probably believe in, but the stuff that I'm aware of, other than like the indoctrination and how I think sometimes they um have maybe kidnap people. About, I'm not sure too much. What about? I mean, we we spend a we spend a lot of um, time looking for alien life from here. If there was a an advanced civilization who were sufficiently advanced to be able to actually visit us or find us, um, and they did, do you think they would stop? Do you think they would stop by, or do you think they would just kind well, of... Well, it depends when they came by, because... Do you think they would do a like some kind of prime directive thing and say, nah, there's no fucking way these guys are ready yet. We'll leave them for now. Well, like, in the present day, or like any point during... All of the Earth's history, or all of um, the Earth's life history, we have so far found no evidence of any tampering. But I assume that a civilization advanced enough would know how to cover that shit up. But it might just not show up because the, the Aztecs had pyramids scary. as well. But are they not? The stone blocks weren't as big with theirs, were they? No, they was smaller. smaller. And a lot smaller temples as well. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's that kind of viewpoint of, well, isn't it weird how two completely separate civilizations yeah. built the same? But then it's like, well, it's a fairly simple geometric shape, so... Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's a pretty good structure to build. If your civilization knows anything about geometry, that's strong and it lasts a long time. Yeah. Like towers, they'll fall over over time and erode. But mm. the pyramids, even in Egypt, are mostly intact. At least the big ones. Yeah. How old are they again? Five thousand years, did you say? Five. I, th- I think it's three thousand BC. They've they've been they've been dated to, but yeah. whether depends when uh, you're talking depends about. Yeah. Um, I'm just going yeah. on what I was taught when I was in on the and course. The big lion. The tour, as they do. And big lions, what were they? The sphincters? Sphinx, that's a lot younger, I believe. Oh, Built later, yeah. Ah. I know the nose is... Is the nose still in London? <laughs> <laughs> I think the nose got oh. nicked. There's, oh, right, okay, because I know there's um, Cleopatra's Needles on the s- north bank, is it? In, uh, it was constructed in somewhere between 2580 and 2560 BC. So, uh, the Great Pyramid so, of Giza, the yeah. biggest and yeah. the oldest of the three there, which is the one on the left when you look at them in the picture. Do, I think, even though the one, even though the one in the middle looks the biggest, it's do the they know the what's left. inside them? Is there? Uh, I've been in. It's they're just like long tunnels, right? Of, and then into open chambers. We went down into the Great Pyramid, right? And it goes at a thirty-five to forty-degree angle. You, when you foot. say you went down in it, did you did you have to sort of go up go up it a little bit to go in? No, or, no. We so went, when you went down, you were going underground yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. Technically, you're going underground. Right. There, about I think it went down about 30, 30 to forty foot. Right. Then it just opened up into a big chamber, which there was a stone sarcophagus on the right hand side. Right. But then there was also a lot of chambers coming off. Little, and did all like maybe. All of that seemed to be underground, like 
um, the big chambers that were open, they yeah. couldn't, yeah. But they're saying there's a lot that they haven't actually excavated yet because it goes upwards to go down, but some of the holes are already maybe two, maybe a foot tall. Right. So I suppose the last thing I want to do is through. like dig the wrong boulder out of the way and the whole thing yeah. collapses. <laughs> but they did, but the, the other one, the middle one, I know you go up, I think about 30 foot, 40 right. foot in there, yeah. up the side of it, then you go into it. Yeah, yeah, because there's like one with a like a ramp, isn't there? Like a disabled yeah. ramp. <laughs> I remember a story a while back. Someone like accidentally found a second tomb within one of the period uh, pyramids. Um, like, yeah, possibly. The very area there, though, because obviously it's you've got these little chambers that come off different areas. Yeah, and you can you can hear wind pa- passing through. So something's getting... Is it, like, really warm in there? No, cold. Really? Very cold, yeah. Mm. Very Surprisingly cold. Do think they have air conditioning? Well, that's what they're trying... They might, they're saying they might have a natural air conditioning, because you, you could hear the wind coming past right. in the chambers when you're going down. It's really weird feeling as well. But it, it's sort of like a mine shaft or something. It's yeah. quite cold down there. Um, whilst you're not going underground. Well, there's no light as well. Yeah. There's no, no physical light into there, so... Um, it was was really eerie. Them, but. <clears throat> I would like to go there. But uh, they are essentially the world's biggest gravestones. Mm. I can't mm. remember what it is, but there's... Um, and I'm sure... I don't, I don't know whether it's that safe... Because uh, at, at different times, the whole region gets safer or more dangerous, doesn't it? But um, there's a total eclipse due, I think it's at some time in the late 20s, maybe, um, at, um, not Giza, there's somewhere near there. Where, where is it? It's got pyramids uh, on the Nile. Is it just there that has pyramids? No. Uh, well, they've got tombs and... Valley of the Kings, and there's a couple of small ones down there. That's further down the Nile. Yeah, I would love to go there for that. It's like it's the longest um, solar eclipse. Uh, he put up, um, total eclipse dates. There we go. I thought uh, like a dating website might come up <laughs> in the next ten years. Um, it lasts about seven minutes or something, which is unusually long. Um, yeah. Might be this one on the 12th of August in 2026, maybe. Oh, no. Oh, I don't know. Could be this 2027 one. But anyway, yeah, I would that I would love to go for something like that. But um. Um, Well, we can check here. Um, six is the only one that goes through Egypt. That's 2027, 2nd of August. Yeah. Because is it total eclipses every year? I can't. I don't know. No, yeah. no. It's, um, um, they're relatively often, but not in the same part of the world. Obviously, yeah. mm. um, I remember since I was thirteen or fourteen, the last one I saw when I was a kid. There's none this year. I can see. No. Um, at least not total eclipses. I've never been in a place that's. Um, there is one next I've, I've year, been, but it's only over the bottom s- part of South America. I've seen, an, no. I think, 95 or 97 percent. I've seen. I think that's not even the same when I saw it. I don't know when it was, but I do remember seeing it yeah, nearly this went was... completely pitch black. But oh, we went yeah. down to our local lodge where yeah. there's no street lights at all, and it did go fairly dark. Yeah. What I thought was weird, actually, when the, when the one happened, I was in uh, Northamptonshire, um, and 
it was like mid, mid, I think it was late morning, lunchtime, something like that. And it was how all the birds flew home to roost, you know, as though it was nighttime. Yeah. And then um, as though it was dusk, you know, it was really strange. But, no, I can imagine it'd be quite... A, what the fuck is that one? Fifth... That's a weird one. It looks bigger because it's going round the poles and this is a... That must be fairly unusual. A total eclipse going going around the polar areas. Um, yeah, but they don't... They kind of have a total eclipse for three months, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. So... Mm. Well, it would only be in the summer, at least for the North Pole. Well, it, summer and winter are different, I guess. But mm. See, that was a thing that I didn't understand until a weirdly late age that in the southern hemisphere they do just call our summer winter and vice versa what yeah it took me a while yeah it's like australia now i mean the summer aren't they yeah 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 that's what i never got that i've said i never got that but i just thought they thought like i just thought like winter was just hot for them Oh, right. Rather yeah, than that's what, yeah. they well, it. See, I didn't, but the, the probably I'm thinking the only reason that I, I probably didn't was because when I was a kid, we had, or uh, Nan, my mum had a friend who lived in New Zealand who came to visit once and they gave us like a present and it was like a joke book. And it was, um, why do birds fly north for winter? Or something was one of the jokes in it and I couldn't understand it. Because um, I'd, obviously I'd heard the wider birds fly south for winter thing, but but then I suppose hearing that at a young age made me kind mm. of think about that. Mm. Uh, Guys, I think when when I had a few Australian relatives and they were saying they're they're having Christmas in summer. Yeah, like, yeah like, I just like, what, turkey what? sandwiches on the beach. <laughs> and I just thought, oh, they're having it, they're having it in the winter, but it's it's warm. I'm just saying because it feels like summer, but yeah. it was actually the summer. Yeah. But, so. What? I wonder what how, how they um, label the seasons at the equator then. Um, there is very little distinction between the seasons in, at the equator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do they? Do they uh, see if you talk that about summer causes, and winter to them? Do they have any idea what you're talking about? Is it a concept they just that is alien? It's to probably them? a cultural <laughs> concept. It's just that that does actually cause big problems for like crop growth because that doesn't have the normal cycle that those plants would rely on. Mm. So that's why areas around the equator are quite arid, I guess. Also the heat. Um, Can we examine the statement from our flat earth for a bit more? Uh, yeah. Let me just get the... Uh... I don't know if he'll, I did, I did. I don't know if he'll listen to this at okay. all. I just find it Probably. funny. Well, I, just, I, mean, I don't think he will know what a mobile device is, would he? I just kind of. <laughs> I just. Sorry if you if you are listening. I do apologise. No, don't. It's, I, anyone who finishes um, a remote statement with discussion over is a fucking well, obviously, to me. <laughs> well, obviously, that's one fact he's got one because we're still discussing it now, an hour later. Yeah, the discussion's not over. You just haven't taken part. <laughs> Just a he's been it. he's been sick as a dog this week. So first of all, how sick are dogs? Um, I mean, they lick their own balls. I mean, you? oh, you've got. If I could, I would. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Meow. 
and uh, you're gonna have to you're gonna, you're gonna have to watch. It's not quite out yet, but it'll be on Patreon very shortly as our special Valentine's Day episode that we recorded the other day. I think Theo's not going to recover from that mentally for the rest of his life. <laughs> I shall say no more. But yeah, it was weird. <laughs> it was quite weird, but um. <laughs> um. Right, so after the ticker dog bit, um, it's laws of nature versus cognitive programming and dissonance. Right, so I, I mean, I can. That's coherent. I what, can. What, kind co- of. What's cognitive programming and dissonance? I've just Whoa. come all over myself with Stop. this. Stop, Jesus! Oh my God, I'm absolutely soaked. I, and you've done it in Nienna's room. She's going to be so pissed. Shh. Well, she's not. But well, you are. I'll give it. Is, is that a first? What? That I've just... You ejaculated on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> My head frothed over. Was it thinking of our Valentine's Day? It's all over me leg. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like the cognitive programming and dissonance thing. See, I can dissonance get... to me is 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 to do with chords in music. Well, that that's the thing. It's sort of it doesn't match reality. But since you've been told it for so long, generally, when people are presented with evidence that goes against like a major viewpoint they've had that they're invested in, it takes about two years for them to get over that. Right. But with different people, it'll be different. That's just the average. Also about the same amount of time it takes to get over a breakup, apparently. See, the thing is, to me, I mean, having been to um, NASA, not NASA, Cape Kennedy, Cape, what is it called now? Kennedy Space Center. Yeah, having been there, I'm almost at the point where I would think, you know, if it was a hoax... Fucking good on them. They've done such a convincing job and done so much to make it convincing that I'll buy into it because that's fucking impressive. Do you know what I mean? But, like, you can fucking see it when they're... You can see it physically launching up. Yeah. Well, especially with SpaceX now. They have a camera strapped to, like, all... Not even by camera. Like, if you're in Florida, you can just go outside into your backyard and if you're close enough, you can see a rocket going up. Yeah. They seem going in, in an arc, even though it's going straight up. Mm. But then they'll say that's the rotation of the Earth. That's what they'll try and say. I've had this argument with them, with flat Earthers before about that. And what? I it, thought they didn't believe in the rotation of the Earth. Well, they're saying it does spin in the middle. Yeah, it rotates. Like, that's the pizza. Right. Like pizza yeah. thing. You know, like so those, um, you know, like those fact, trays that you put nibbles on on the table. Yeah. And I said, if you're doing that, don't you think we'll be flicked off the end because centrifugal force will throw you off? No, because centrifugal force is a myth as well, apparently. Yeah. See, that's the thing. If you're talking about laws of nature, you're presumably talking about things that humans have already discovered, which means that you're kind of cherry picking what laws you believe in and. Which one to make your statement true? Yeah, Yeah. unless you have personally proved this or disproved, like found a fault in the scientific papers, several scientific papers, especially on big phenomena like relativity, thousands of scientific papers, 
unless you have found find unless you've found something contrary to that that has any scientific relevance, then you can't really say, "Oh, these laws of nature are fine, but gravity no nah, that's that that's a myth." It just doesn't work. See, this is like everything with this whole like sort of had it had an effect of experts kind of thing, and it's against people that are the climate change deniers and the prophets of doom people and all this. Like, it's like unless you're gonna basically do all of that shit yourself, like try and go to the moon to, to prove that you can't, and and you you kind of got to stand on the shoulders of giants to a certain extent. You've got to rely on experts because you can't. You can't get anywhere otherwise as a species. You can't be an expert in everything as a single person. Mm. No. So your proof has to rely on the word of other people who are experts in different fields. But that is basically why we are where we are now, being able to have a great deal of the world's knowledge over history within a few clicks of buttons. But I suppose that does throw up a slightly interesting point in that although a flat earther or a conspiracy theorist in general might be an extreme that we would ridicule, just the concept of questioning um, accepted knowledge, if you like, yeah. Is that not part of the whole process of our collective learning experience? There has to be people yeah, who I can appreciate it. questioning it and questioning what you see, but there's a big difference between skepticism and denialism. Because it's what sort is of, that? Um, Did somebody just drive past your house in a, no. a sports car or something? Okay, I was hearing somebody like. I don't know. It might be like <laughs> bottles or something. Anyway, sorry, carry on. Um, it might be a ghost or aliens. Maybe we're being contacted. By aliens are infecting you. Not again. <laughs> so that was, that was just a priest. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know you don't remember any of this, but... What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that to me, because I just had this sense of deja vu then. No. <laughs> Well, you had a fairly. <laughs> sure, what happened to me this morning? It was really freaky. Yeah. What? Have you ever had. Like, I woke up, um, and for some reason I was in your room when I woke up. And our, my granddaughter, Aria, was staying over, and she's been knocking on the door like early in the morning. And I had a gig last night, so I was in bed for ages. But I'm actually in my daughter's room at the moment. Last, last night I was sleeping in my daughter's room because it's. You can just get to sleep better when you haven't got somebody's. Yeah. Like, just, you know. Anyway. Um, so I woke up in my dream in your room and I was really confused because I was like, I'm sure Aria was knocking on the door. I'm sure I was in Nienna's room. So I had that confusion going on in my dream. And then I woke up for real in Nienna's room. Right. So it was like, anyway, carry on. That wasn't a very interesting story. I apologize to the world <laughs> in general. You, you know should, what I mean? You, you ever woken up, woken up so, like thinking you're somewhere else? I've yeah, been surprised by where you are and then woken up again back in the place that you thought you were in the first place. I, I do that a yeah. lot in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I've like woken up in a dream in my own bed and then gone and walked around the house and something's happened and then I woke up in real life in my bed and you just get really paranoid after that. 
It's <laughs> like, am I about to start seeing two cats? Like a glitch in the Matrix sort of thing. Yeah, I know what you were talking about. Yeah. Oh. Just for anyone that's not seen the Matrix. Because Nan, Nan didn't see the Matrix. She has seen it now. Well, she has seen it now. Cause she, she hasn't seen two and three, though, which I'm going to put her through. <laughs> She won't understand any of it. No. That was the that was my biggest problem with it, I think, was like I found it difficult to follow some of the stuff with Yeah, the, but you yeah. find like the most basic shit difficult. You find a Okay, so what the difficult. fuck was the Merovingian then? And who were those two two dreadlocked white white dreadlocked guys? Who the fuck were they? They were the ghosts. Yeah. Well they were actually computer programs though, weren't they? Yeah. So what kind of computer programs are there? And who's the key, key, um, not the key master, that's Ghostbusters, isn't it? Yeah. The key master of Cleethorpes. Um, I guess if the key master was not... He's the, oh, what is it? He's like the CPU and he's the guy who runs it all. And it did. Yeah. It's the figure put in by the people who built the program. That makes sense. Mm. Sort of... (laughs) Kind of a safety switch, I guess, if it was by Mm. the humans that programmed it. Are we talking about now the Merovingian or the Keymaster? The Keymaster. I can't remember. What is the Merovingian? I can't remember. I thought the Keymaster was just an encryption program. Maybe. I don't know. But the more sort of broad philosophical point to it, rather than literally what it means within the plot. Yeah. That's what, actually, um, I've probably told this story before on the podcast. Um, the Wachowski brothers, I believe now Wachowski sisters, um, put all the actors through um, basically philosophical exams to check that they understood what they were talking about in the scripts and the only person to pass it first time was um Lawrence Fishburne. He thought it was really easy. But all everyone else struggled. The one that freaked me out a little bit was the Oracle. Mm. Well she's a balance, isn't she? Yeah. yeah. I gotta I gotta go and watch all these again now. <laughs> mm. I never really understood I I know um there's been criticisms of the CGI in Two and three. Well, the CGI, you're going to get criticisms in all CGI, aren't you? Now? Because you're going to have to thought, then. Yeah, but I thought. It's going to look dated now, anything done five, five but years. Even now, when I watch it now, I even now I think it looks fucking awesome. Because what people are going to say about the um, Lion King in five years' time, the sort of CGI, and that looks crap, even though it looks phenomenal now. Yeah. It's the way the times, isn't it? I just don't really get the necessity of it now because we've already had that story told. Yeah, and no, that's just another like the Lion King. Well, you haven't the original, you have, but you haven't seen what the story is going to be of the new one. Yeah, I have. What Matrix Four? No, not the Matrix Four. What the Lion King? Oh, the Lion King. Oh, I, uh, yeah, but we're just going. Is, that, we're, we're is, that, is that a reason not to do something though? Because you don't have to do it. I mean, that's what art is. Art is something is doing something that doesn't have to be done. No, but it's sort of like it's just it should be doing something new, I guess. Hmm. Instead of being made to just make more, more money for the it was just to make an alien. money by the looks of it to me. Okay. 
I think there's a lot of artists that were involved that would probably be quite insulted by yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's good that they can do that. It's just from like a narrative perspective, like I found it quite difficult I, to tell I, what the, I, the different animals apart. What I found like, really, so. really appealing about it was that it felt like a, like a David Attenborough kind of documentary. It was like the merging of two mediums. It was like that story, but it was given a kind of... It's just they have the realism or character when they can have cartoonish expressions rather they're, than they're anthropomorphized, yeah, yeah. But maybe some people would like to see a different version of. Although the story. I mean, some people would say it is just a retelling of Hamlet anyway. So hmm. what's the harm in doing it in a different medium? Yeah, I mean, why do the animated version if Shakespeare did it already? I don't know. I mean, anyway, I, we're on yeah. <laughs> tangents. Um, just to continue with the statement here, um, there's no debate, but uh, that's kind of a misnomer. Well, there, um, yeah, there is. So uh, you're wrong there. Laws of nature have not and cannot be violated, or would stop breathing. Well, that's double. Sp- that is double speak. That's 1984 talking about um, cognitive programming. Saying there's no debate is evidently doublespeak. Yeah. Because just by saying there's no debate, you're engaging in debate. Mm. Um, I mean, with that is sort of like the laws of nature aren't kind of aren't things that are very set in stone, shall we say, they are sort of defined by themselves and we just sort of note down what we observe they are rather than it is that because we've written it down as that, if that makes any sense. Do this, yeah. Like, we describe it, it doesn't well describe what... Isn't Australia supposed to be a hoax as well? I, I think so, according to them, but... What, the fights? No, just Australia oh. in general. Just so the, the entire continent of Australia. That's the level of... Um, right. Okay. Yeah, so that doesn't exist. According to some... Okay. Um, flat earthers. Yeah, it's mainly flat earthers. I think some other people don't think it exists. I think I, I can probably get a few people to disagree with that. But <laughs> I don't understand. No, they're really I, not. Yeah, I, I, just can't, I just can't compute in my brain. It just doesn't think of these people I know some people are entitled to their opinions and up to what the beliefs are all Australians are either in on a conspiracy or they're in a Truman show baffles it's just baffling all these people think Mm. but they probably think the same as rational people (laughs) well insulting me I don't know yeah Mm. confusing very confusing um, and then in brackets it says research laws of thermodynamics. I already knew a, a bit about it anyway, but I just did, and it makes no sense that statement because it's sort of like yeah, saying that, like laws of thermodynamics, and I uh, I don't know what are you religiously. I'm not sure if we've asked you this before. Uh, I was brought up as a Christian, right, and I just. Something's out there, but whether it is or not, I don't know. Okay. I'm not an atheist, but I do have a religious background in Christianity. Right. That makes sense. 
Okay. So, coming back to the thermodynamics bit, and I think this relates to the whole existence of space as such. The experiment that was done, what is space in a literal sort of scientific sense? I mean, is it literally just a vacuum? Um, Kind of the bit in between stuff. <laughs> yeah. So the experiment that we've seen um, Brian Cox do with the, with the feather and the bowling ball... Well, he didn't personally do it. He no, but the video, we've seen but... it televised yeah. that he set that up and, and showed the results and stuff where yeah. they they make a vacuum in the room and then drop the feather in the ball. Is he, is he saying that none of the rest of that space in that room exists except the feather and the bowling ball? Well, it's not matter. Um, so the equation... But that, that is space then, isn't it? It's not outer yeah. space, but it's the yeah. same. It it's is, the same. It is stuff. space, but like the reason that like is is um, the force that they produce from their mass. It, that's sort it of counteracting. Space. No, that's counteracting air resistance that would otherwise exist, and that's why we observe different in air, like the air resistance. Yeah, no, I'm not talking about the what the experiment was for. I'm talking about what's in that chamber with the feather and the bowling ball. Yeah, the space does exist because it's within an enclosed place. Right, so... Like, if it's in a room, then that kind of is creating that space in of itself. So is what he's saying then that the only way that space, like the universe of space, would exist would be if it was an enclosed system? You can't have space as a thing going on forever and ever, infinitely. Well, um, well, the definition is really, really weird. So. Yeah, but this is kind of a bit where it gets blurry because they think I think the current idea that a lot of people, a lot of scientists, are going for is that the universe isn't infinite. I mean, it's constantly expanding, but it also doesn't have an edge. Because it sort of wraps around on itself. Have you imagined it sort of like a donut? Well, the first few words of it say space is a boundless three-dimensional extension in which objects and events have re- uh, relative position and direction. But um, then, I mean, when you say boundless, in the in is is that not a in concept? Is that not a similar thing as saying that the Earth is edgeless? Hmm. But like I said, it, it goes into more where it says space is inside of things in between different objects yeah so it kind of kind of fits inside each other so space is inside a space when you then you say about the ball of the feather yeah. the space is inside the building right it's also inside the space that we're also, even in this very room even though it's obviously not a vacuum there is it's space still... in between the molecules of air or even between the mole the atoms within am i not the... right in thinking that actually there's more space than anything else yeah, space is everywhere. There's, there's very little stuff by percentage in the universe. Yeah, but a lot of what holds it together, it will—it's all the energy, isn't it? That's involved that kind of keeps that very little stuff cohesive. Um. Well, that's by the mass, and well, getting on to the second law of thermodynamics thing. Basically, the reason that we well that we have mass 
like on a universe scale, like from the expansion of the Big Bang, is because of the um, quantum gravity. Well, this was oh, Jesus by Christ. The way. <laughs> because um, quantum mechanics only matters when things are very dense, or very massive. If that makes sense. Like my brain um, <laughs> like uh, black holes and the big bang is basically the only place that it has any real worthwhile measuring effect um, and that's basically because of the imperfections at the start of that why there's little clumps of mass now but um, if the second law of thermodynamics wasn't a thing it and there weren't those little imperfections. The universe would just be the same in all directions, but it's not that, obviously, because mm. we, we don't have perfect symmetry, um, even in this room. So, like, it, not everything's the same in this room. Mm. Um, that's what, that's why it's confusing that he uses the second law of thermodynamics to make space not exist, because that would what, be the most disordered state. Well, this brings me to something that that really, I think is the thing that annoys me the most about this kind of thinking, the flat earth way of thinking, is, is it not amazing enough that everything we are, everything we experience, everything that we know is just a natural flow of what what has become of our evolving universe. Even the fact that we're sat here doing this podcast is a naturally evolving artifact mm. of our universe. Is that not amazing enough to the fates have aligned to, to make not this podcast. to not to not have to resort to making shit up? Mm, but that, some that. people just get bored of it all. I guess. How can you get bored of that? I would guess ignorance, but a lot of them do actually know their shit beforehand and then go, actually, no, you, you know, I, I, I don't like it anymore. I don't know. <laughs> I, th- I think a lot of it does come down to religion, but that's not all of it. And these people have votes. Mm. I mean, do you have... what? What Do you have anything else to bring up? Because... Um, it feels Not like really. the conversation uh, sort of petering off now. Yeah, no, I think you've covered everything with um, aliens. Except I am one. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just pe- tear off the face mask. It's just a <laughs> lizard. That would be the start of a really good podcast. Mm. I mean, that would be where the discussion would start, really, isn't it? Yeah. Um, just go through the rest of this message. Um, uh, to be honest, I'm a little bit confused by the rest of it. Um, I'd rather let grown adults continue with their leaps of faith and stay content and happy in their religion on this, albeit fake religious day of the week. Is it a religious day today? Sunday for Christians, I think. Yeah. All right, okay. Yeah. I don't see why. Um, I don't know. I don't know why it's Sunday, but space and aliens is connected to. Um, well, the Jews had Saturday already, so. So right, it was the booked up a working week. Yeah, well, Monday to Friday you're all at work, so Christians said, "Well, we'll have the other weekend day." So, yeah, to be honest, that, that bit just I'm not really sure of that. Um, happy in their religion on this, as far as I'm aware, um, 
aliens aren't particularly connected to any religion other than like up in the heavens above like different realms I've being never in any anything ever heard of religion and aliens being or a, a religion religion towards aliens I mean never. Scientology not something to do with that really. yeah but uh, <laughs> they believe water has memory and if it does, then God help it. My thinking about that was Tom Cruise. Yeah. As well. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think he's very short, isn't he? Tom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tom Cruise was like brought into that, and that I, I I'm not sure. There's probably been an expose on this at some point. Like they do some sort of kind of, I guess, blackmail, but also indoctrination to try and keep those people there, to try and promote their religion. But it, I think it's a lot connected to these pyramid schemes to bring up an earlier topic. <laughs> All comes full circle. They're basically just trying to get money off of people with not enough to do. But I, you know, so I've never heard of any religion towards aliens. So mm. I don't know why you're bringing religion into it. Um, the leaps of faith I mean believing scientists I mean I guess believing people in general is kind of a bit of a leap of faith but you know I, I still believe in humanity yeah, that's very man. broad though isn't it it's, it's, yeah. that's, that's, that, that, that's grasping at straws that you believe in what because we have to believe what all the people have wrote in the past yeah you can, you dis- you, you, you can disappear at uh, into insanity though with if you take that to a logical conclusion because you have to really believe that you yourself exist mm. I don't know. to kind of carry out a normal life you have to you can't yeah. prove to yourself that you do it, um, unless you're going to go along that I think therefore I am route but you can't prove anything beyond that other than I might just, my whole existence might just be a well. You can a, measure your fantasy, but then that and then you're into Bohemian Rhapsody territory, right? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I would say that it's kind of a shame that we couldn't get the flat Earth from, but to be honest, I don't think I could. Um, I don't think it would have lasted ten minutes. Yeah, I, I think I. <laughs> I would struggle to keep a conversation going there. Uh, it would just be quite frustrating, I think. But I feel like it, yeah. if we could have been like you know, like a cat playing with a toy, that would have been. Mm. But yeah, that but feels think, a bit cruel. Yeah, but it also would have got very, very old and boring very quickly. I think. Yeah, yeah. I always <laughs> feel we cut him off. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I kind of feel bad making fun of some people for their beliefs, but I mean, it's sort of like, well, don't have stupid beliefs then, and you won't get made fun of. Well, if mm. you'd bothered to come on and defend them, I guess we he might. I doubt it, but he might have made some points. We might have kind of at least part way understood where he was coming from, even if we didn't agree with his. You know, just to understand why he believed what he did. Not to agree with those beliefs, but just to kind of have a bit more sympathy for him. <laughs> but if you're gonna if you're gonna just send him a remote message that ends up with discussion over, Craig, our message back if you want to let him know is no, the discussion's not over. You just didn't take part. Yeah. But the invitation, you know, uh, you know. all goes back to it. It's a crackpot. Yeah. <laughs> there is a debate. It's uh, 
Well, yeah. Is there is there a debate? Um, I suppose there is. On but what? On the flat Earth thing. And he's saying well, a debate over from the opposite side, but is, wait, is there? Well, like I, I was going to say, I, my rainbow example was if you go to um, Blackpool Pleasure Beach, Blackpool, Blackpool Tower, they've yeah. got them um, telescopes. Yeah. I can see, I think they've been raised up to 150 to 200 miles. Yeah. If you can see that far when it's completely clear, why can't you see the other side of Ireland? Because Ireland is not that far away. It's 92 miles, but you can't see it because of the curvature of the Earth. It's, yeah. just, it's just an horizon. There's nothing there. Mm. And I think that's um, one of the things that I find difficult. I don't think people can get their heads around. If it was, if you lived on a flat on a flat plane and there was no edge, if you like, there would. if there was no horizon, it would... You would... I don't know. Would it look like you were on the inside of a globe? Because the... The land well, would just keep going into infinity, and do you know I what I mean? do believe it did say that the the windows on airplanes are convex to give you that feel, uh, to give you that where it's at. The, you see the horizon when you're at thirty eight thousand feet. You can see the because you, when you're that high up, you can see the curvature of the Earth. Yeah. The wind- I mean, did he did he have any explanation for the difference in distance between the top of the fourth road bridge towers and the bottom? Yeah, that, like that's something that they had to factor in engineering yeah. that. Yeah, it's it's kind of like that, isn't it? Yeah. It's like that. So much that I mean, it, it just like how can like does he use a sat nav? Like how can you use a sat nav and not believe space exists? Exactly. Well, like, example, the mobile phone is using. If he sent that from example from the US, how's it got across without it being bounced around? I don't, I don't know if he is. Is he from there? Like, I don't know. I thought he was a friend of Craig. Is he, is he using like telegraph lines or something? Probably. <laughs> I don't know. How do, how do these people I, think this works? <laughs> I suppose it's genuinely interesting that that we are holding, spending this much time discussing it. I, mm. it, it just baffles me how. Um, Seemingly, at least vaguely coherent people can believe this, but yeah. but then again, when you look at the rest of what's going on in the world, it's not actually that surprising. It's not. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, when you've got when you've got the most powerful man in the world standing up at a global conference saying that climate change is nothing to worry about, it's kind of I suppose. Yeah, but I think he's in his own little bubble at the moment, the money. So yeah, but you know what I mean. It, it's- that is just bizarre. That I mean, you can argue who the most powerful person in the world is, but like effectively, Trump kind of is, and he's a reality TV star mm. and a failed businessman. That's the that's the that that's a like the first person that aliens would probably look like coming to the earth, like intelligent aliens look at. He could be an alien. He could be... He could be the alien that's going to bring our all, test. Bring down. He could be our yeah. test to see if we're smart enough to join the Intergalactic Federation of Wooptida. Uh, <laughs> Wooptida? I don't... No, I don't care. <laughs> I think we should bring it to a close. He could be a te- if people voted for that person and still like this next election, 
you know, maybe they'll just like, yeah, that, that planet's better off dead. Let's just leave it to its own devices. Well, the Simpsons did it, didn't they? Kang and Cold just took over the, as the president and the state secretary, uh, secretary of state in America. It could be Kang and Coldus from The Simpsons. See, you say that about Matt Groening. I do keep seeing these memes come up about the predictions that, <laughs> they, that he <laughs> made. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I must admit, I don't know The Simpsons well enough. I tend to kind of just kind of pass over it's, them. It, it, it does something, but people have done the memes in the wrong context. Right. They've, they've taken a scene from a modern... Simpsons one yeah. has happened recently yeah. and made it look like it's from oh, earlier right. on before. I was going to say that's that's why I took them with a bit of pinch of, pinch of salt. But they did predict that the Rolling Stones would still be on tour. Yeah, how is Keith Richards still alive? With how is a lot of these a, a lot a lot of, of expensive healthcare? <laughs> anyway. A lot of these rock and roll stars are still alive these days. We're approaching the two-hour mark on our recording. Oh, let's go. Oh, yeah. I know, this is a bit of a subject where it's just kind of a bit of a fun one, to be honest, where we can just go a bit Nuts. weird. Yeah, Alien Stroke Tangent City. <laughs> Do they? What? So it said, it's what it's, Alien Stroke Tangent City. Started yeah. about aliens and we just went off in all directions. A bit like space when it blows up. What do you think of the free-breasted alien in um, what was it? In? And I saw it in triple-breasted whore of. Isn't it a Hitchhiker's Guide thing? A tri- triple-breasted. Oh, whore. yes, Total Recall. Yes, is it? Oh, there is a three-breasted alien. Yeah, in Total yeah. Recall. Yeah, right. Um, and we had one in our pantomime at Christmas as well. <laughs> Sorry, that's a weird thing to have in a panto, considering it wasn't an alien. It was for kids. But did yeah, you but you've, you've been to Huntley though, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> But did you never realise the guy in Total Recall who said, I wish he had three hands, the taxi driver? He actually did have three hands because he had an extra arm underneath when he really revealed that he was an alien. Do you know oh, what yeah. Yeah. Ah, see. Ah. <laughs> you learn something new every day. I do. What did you think of the Total Recall um, remake? Never watched it. No. <laughs> I, I mean, might it, do. It's it, on Netflix. So I might yeah. As an as a film on its own, I think if you don't try to compare it to the original, yeah, that's the thing. You've got to look at it as a separate entity. It's, it's like uh, the new Aladdin. I yeah, enjoy that. Yeah, uh, but it does it does have a nod or two to the original. Mm. So, any final notes? Do meow. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, don't. Yeah, the rest of the civilization. You'll, you'll see why. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping to get the uncut version of uh, Valentine's Special up maybe tomorrow, the next day or two. Uh, I'll um, probably watch that Tuesday. Everybody else will have to get onto it at some point. Yeah, so be oh, no, Well, 14th of February. When I've edited it. <laughs> so I'm a bit behind at the moment. Not as behind as me with the anniversary special. No, that's nearly a month late. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. I'm doing it. I've started it. <laughs> right. Left. So, uh, are we ready to do the outro? I think so. Yeah. I've been Fireball. I've been the Orbiter. And, and I've been Shit. Miss me. What? I don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> no, because what am I supposed to orbit? Oh shit! 
Sorry, you have to fade into the cosmos. Or the non-existent cosmos. You have to fade into... I don't know. Am, am I just a floater? Yes. <laughs> you are a floater of a human. <laughs> I don't know if there was enough of a break there for me to make that the outro. The out, outward bit. The no, this is just the a continued goodbye. Oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> this is the outro. Have we finished yet? And now's the bollocks. wasted all the good stuff did on you me. enjoy this podcast simon yeah do you know like, uh, this is one of those i feel like it was uh, a lot of these i think are a bit shit when you're doing them but then when you listen to them back afterwards because you've edited out the pauses where we're not sure what to yeah. say yeah there was a few there was a few of them yeah <laughs> through the awkward side well, it's just a sort of it's a subject where you've got like, to think as well you've got to think a little bit it's not um, particularly deep and obviously we can't really relate it to any of our lives. So it, it's well, just bit... very speculative and sciencey. other than that. Well, I've got a bit more input on this one because the last one was about children and I haven't got any. So. Right, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Have you got some aliens then? Yeah. I've got a, John, I've got a two-foot John Cena staring at me at the moment. He's a bit like an alien. <laughs> Who? John. John C. It's, a, it's a, one of these John C. The Teddies from years ago. All oh, right. Yeah. It talks to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's creepy. Yo. You can't see John Cena. Yo, yo, I'm John Cena. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, my stomach. Don't do that again, man. <laughs> That's been staring at me all the way through. Okay. <laughs> I've got some weird stuff in this man cave, I tell you. Um, I'm sure you do. <laughs> Are you wearing a Stormtrooper hoodie? No, Stormtrooper onesie. Onesie, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've, I'm, I've had a bit of a cold today, so I'm going to need to stay warm. Right then. Have we run out of um, juice? Yeah. Loose. A bit loose. What's the next episode? Exploitation, I think. No, we've done that. We did oh. that last time. Oh, we have, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Oh! Extremism. Extremism. That sounds like... Mm. Extreme. Could be a full one. Craig. Yeah, Craig complains that we're... Oh, our subjects are miserable. Hmm. No, they start... They, they might sound like that, but then... Once you, once you get in the floor, it starts coming... Extreme through. podcasting. We need to get Nick on for that then. Yeah, we should actually get get him on for some something sometime. Right, I'm gonna cut you off now and slag, slag you off in the end bit. Yeah. So you've got something to listen to. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Uh, fooled you. We're not really going to talk about you at all. What a wanker! I said that about Craig last time. You're so unoriginal. I forgot. I've I've had a busy week. Two weeks. Oh, fuck you. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.